Hey everybody, welcome to Tactical Crouch, episode number four with Kick Tripod, Yiska, and Volumel. The order changes every week, by the way. If you guys haven't noticed, Yiska, Joe, I do a, I work really hard on you do. like changing <laughs> No, let me finish my sentence. Okay. I work really hard on letting and changing the order that all of our names show up everywhere. It's like really? sometimes Yiska's first, sometimes I'm first, sometimes you're first. It just it just changes. Equal all the time. representation, man. Yeah, like it's it's our show. It I do all the work, but it's our show. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're uh, not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, all, right. all of this, all like the, the yeah. everything, like show like notes like we're most of the time when it comes to story meetings Venus are like yeah i mean we could talk about that and kicks like okay no no no. but like what are we going to talk about like what what specifically are we going to talk about and we're just like i don't know i don't know like whatever you want man like we could <laughs> joe so the first time i think we like after we decided on the name like all right let's decide on the format mm. i think the first response joe gave was format question mark <laughs> yeah i was like i wasn't we were just gonna talk about stuff I, like, just, let's just talk about stuff and i'm like yeah i'm not smart enough for just talking we need a plan some sort of plan <laughs> we can go wherever we want i just want to plan thank you for tuning in for episode four it's been amazing that uh we've had four episodes already and uh you guys are still here <laughs> so uh, mm -hmm. thank you for being here by the way if you are here or you're listening or wherever, and you're like, I don't want to just listen to it on the platform that I'm currently listening or watching it on. It is everywhere. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, Twitch VODs. It is everywhere. Just search for Overwatch League Daily or Tactical Crouch. You should be able to find it by Tactical Crouch by now because we've had enough episodes that it shows up and I like the search stuff. But if you're ever in doubt, just type in... Uh, Overwatch League Daily, because I'm using all the feeds and all the channels for that. So, all right. On broadcast ch television, channel 1,876. Right between, like, late night HBO and uh, soft porn stars. I don't want to be next to Skin Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit, you know... A little bit much for me, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, here's what we've got going on for a show for you guys today. We're going to talk about boosting in Overwatch League and how Yiska got his job. And then uh, Overwatch League Atlantic Division <laughs> preview. Job? Yeah, he's a booster. Yiska's a booster. Definitely. He's a monk booster in days. World of Warcraft, except that he doesn't oh, okay. know where Rising Sun Kick goes in the rotation anymore. So, Wow, you're just leaking all the private combos. All right. See you there. See All you of your World of Warcraft conversations <laughs> are public, by the way. I, I no, should have said that. Late. Those are on the record always. By Every law. time we talk about our WoW rotations, on the record. All right. So let's start the show, though, before I get someone who's like in, in the YouTube comments be like, show actually starts at 843. Um, <laughs> boosting an Overwatch. Yiska, can you break down kind of what's been going on for us here? Well, the the discussions sort of reflared with BQB um, being now officially announced by the Mayhem. Is that correct? Yes, I yes. believe so. Pending league uh, acceptance. Yeah, they've officially yes. announced that they're uh, investing in him. Now, that obviously raises a couple of questions. A, on the morality of getting boosters into the league. 
um, on what possible punishments would have to be. Now, BQB hasn't even played the last contender season, correct? Presumably, so. because of the, the uh, boosting ban. Are those bans going to apply to the Overwatch League um, system as to say, okay, you already set out a season in contenders, and is that enough punishment to sort of get you in uh, in the Overwatch League without missing any play days, right? Mm. And once again, I think, I personally think these bans need to be reevaluated on the severity of the, the boosting allegations and what can actually be substantiated. But yeah, in general, it's, I think from a Western perspective, it's very hard to uh, see why this is taken so seriously. Hearing it from so many Koreans, how important it is actually an issue of an issue, it's very hard for me to ignore their uh, concerns, right? It seems to almost be the reason... So basically, Western players always complain about uh, the solo queue experience, right? And there's a wide variety. Like the solo queue experience in terms of like toxicity and whatever, I'm not even sure if that's as big of a problem, but certainly the boosting stuff is. So I think the, the equivalent is more fair to say, okay, so imagine if we could, from our solo queue, get rid of the stuff that, um, that really makes it bad and punish those that make it bad, we would probably take that in a heartbeat, wouldn't we? Now, personally, um, I'm categorically against uh, indefinite bans, and I'm categorically against bans that are, in effect, practically infinite, which would probably be something like two years ban yeah. is basically you're out of Overwatch at this point. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much my take on that. I will say this, we can go the Blizzard route here, and rather than punishing boosters, we can just endorse non-boosters and get 250 XP. Every time that we... <laughs> no? All right. Great. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. This has been Tactical Crouch, episode four, guys. Thank you so Thanks much for, for being up. here. All right. We'll be here all Yeah, week. we'll see you later. <laughs> all right. Uh... I, I mean, so here's the thing, right? I, I think I saw, I can't remember who I saw on Twitter last night. It was like, you know, boosting is, and I think we need to break it up into a few different subcategories here because there's like, number one, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it does, should boosting, what is the, the level of um, severity for boosting, i.e. your Overwatch competitive career? I think is probably a big one. Number two, uh, should punishments happening before Overwatch League affect your punishment once you go to Overwatch League? Mm. You know, and I think, you know, Yiska loves it when you compare esports to traditional sports. It's his favorite thing. It's, 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 <laughs> it's but there is precedent sent in traditional esports that uh, a punishment that happens in for perhaps, you know, college football. Uh, you don't get punished again when you go to the NFL for doing something that you did in college. In the same way, if you got punished for something you did in contenders and you didn't do it after contenders, you wouldn't get that in Overwatch League. So, yes, guy, I think that that's an okay 
comparison as far as a precedent that's been set elsewhere that has kind of worked. Uh, yep. I mean, in BQB's case, I think there's also something to be said about how does one account for the reason someone sits out? So if someone gets caught boosting and then doesn't play the season, how is it assured that he doesn't play the season because of this ban and di didn't just, I don't know, go to military service or, mm. you know, finish college or whatever? You right. want a, and is you want a camera really on them sitting in the corner? No, I want I want a an official start of the ban that yeah. would legitimately bind them to that um, punishment. I, I guess something official. Yeah, it does seem like a, a giant social pariah situation where uh, it's it seems like it's become um, public in those squares and they've been kind of chased out because of their you know black mark and it's i would want a little bit more um this probably gets into a tangent discussion but i would want a little bit more regulation on that where blizzard comes in and says okay yeah you, you boosted here's your punishment serve your time so here's here's the thing right so Get it. uh a lot some people and I, I would say that this 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 issue surprises me with how polarized it is i like i figured a lot of people would kind of be in the middle of like yep boosting is wrong they should be punished but i don't never want to see them play because their ability right. to boost is not necessarily representative of how good of an overwatch player that they are it's kind of like the pete rose gambling thing where it's like Okay, it's a rule, it's a thing. I understand why it's a rule. But also Pete Rose was a was a hella good pitcher and I want to see him pitch. And in this in the same vein here with boosters, I want boosters to be punished. I think it's crappy what they do. They make your ranked experience worse. You're playing with gold players and diamond or uh masters or gm mm -hmm. or wherever they boost you to and the 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 rank that they're playing at is not representative of the skill that they are i get that i understand it but i there are some people who's like i won't like this team anymore if they have a booster on their team i'm like are they boosting now are they still boosting have they you know, have they been given a mm. punishment and are they, have they accepted that punishment, stopped boosting and now ready to play? You know, fusion fans aren't, uh, aren't too hard on Sato anymore. I, mm. yeah, I feel like that's probably due to just the, you know, passing of time, you know, they either forget about it or again, because in the West, it isn't such a big issue. You know, it, it, it'll come in flares where it'll flare up if there's another booster sign. Like I could I could see Sato getting a lot of hate now that BQB's been signed and he's getting, you know, Sato gets residual hate because of it. I mean, um, I, I, I don't know. I, it's not that I just don't think Western the Western fans like really feel as visceral about it as some of the Korean, uh, you know, community does. I, I, the thing is with. Um... I, th I wonder if Western audiences care more about that they are currently former, for instance, CS, ESEA cheaters in the Overwatch League um, 
than about the boosting stuff, right? So that was a discussion we had back in the day. And then mm-hmm. Slasher mentioned it once again on Twitter uh, recently, that it's very weird that not a single cheater was caught ever in Overwatch, in professional Overwatch. Obviously, he's not saying in Overwatch League, but how you get mm-hmm. there, certainly. So, but what about old games, right? Sure. What, what about like games before that? What if you played a Blizzard title and cheated there? Should we allowed and whatever? Like these discussions need to be had at some point. Um, and like the one in on our double step definitely is boosting, and it has been actually it has already broken the door down and now stands in our living room. We're like. Let's let let this burglar live in our house. I mean, he he's he, he's been here for a day. I guess he's part of the furniture now, right? So, yeah, yeah. The it's it's a, just in there, just sitting in your living room. Yeah, I'm I'm personally quite torn. I think initially when this came up, I personally was very, I don't didn't really care to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, if if and I think I had it believably argued to me that the boosting stuff actually hinders the quality of talent development in Overwatch simply by reducing the amount of players in Korea, for instance, because this is pred- predominantly a Korean problem, but also just not just the enjoyment, but also the level of play that you can have in certain games. Yeah, that's a problem that I care about this as an elitist, mm-hmm. right? I want the, the best um talent development so if that's actually the case yeah consider me an ally and uh trying to have harsh punishments for boosting and i also think on top of this i don't think it's happening too much anymore since uh some of those especially in korea those uh bands have been quite harsh in Mm -hmm. comparison to I like what we would reply. I like harsh punishments. I don't like permanent punishments and i don't like the call for permanent punishments for boosting I think that there are yeah. definitely some things. I, I'm not sure, Yiska, you kind of implied earlier that you're not into indefinite punishments. I think that there are some things that are for that are definitely justifiable for indefinite pu- punishments, but mostly because <laughs> they're on the felony side of things yeah, <laughs> rather than like the some serious criminal rather stuff than a breach on. of terms of service kind of thing. Like I think that those are very two different things. But uh, I don't. You know, like with Sato, I don't like not seeing Sato because he boosted back in the day. And, you know, uh, any tier two Overwatch player will tell you how difficult it is to make ends meet and how much time you have to spend playing Overwatch to do it. And if you are grinding, you know, you're grinding ladder, you're doing your practices, you're playing in your tournaments, that extra time, how do you find a job that is flexible enough and is um lucrative enough to like uh be a subsidy to the rest of what you're trying to do you know we're all content creators we understand Mm -hmm. what that paycheck can look like sometimes if there Mm -hmm. even is a paycheck i don't even think i've ever gotten a paycheck from that is you know there's i think that there should be a little bit more empathy there at the same time again uh I you know that 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 doesn't mean that you get off scot free. God no, no. Yeah, it doesn't mean that there isn't a punishment there. So, anyways, thank you. So, also, sorry, go ahead. Just just briefly. Also, one thing that I'm uh, a little concerned with is, for instance, in the case of Sparkle, that's a guy who's 15 years old. I don't think the particular punishment 
should be the same as to someone who's already in his mid twenties. Mm. Right? So, um, I think if what I did at fifteen was consistently broadcast on social media, or oh. if I was indeed good, lock me up, good yeah. enough, good enough to be on a world stage, then uh, yeah, that wouldn't look good. And I don't think many people can say that about themselves. Mm -hmm. So, so um, yeah, yeah I, I think there sh should be just sensible punishment applied based on the uh, player background and the severity of the um, infraction. And yeah, and then definitely there needs to be punishment. That's also a thing I have mm -hmm. to say. I don't think it should ever go unpunished. And thankfully, this seems to be a small, there's an, it's a small enough community between tier two and tier three or, or tier two and tier one Overwatch where you can deal with it on a case by case basis. And I think that's mm. ideal. I really do. I don't like flat punishments, um, yeah. especially on something like this. It's something to be like flash punishments for people on uh, flat punishments for people who jump off of maps and Overwatch competitive ladder. That's millions, yeah. million and one if you count Yiska. But on the. I never do. <laughs> I'm actually the hardliner. Like, I never give up. If you have, if you have a team game, yeah, me too. And there is someone that you, for instance, like in League of Legends, where you have to, you know, sort of vote. So mm -hmm. the the game, Wait, and vote. I will never click yes. Never. It doesn't matter if four people are disconnected at this yeah. point. I, I will never <laughs> do it. I actually hate you. I. Next week we'll be if, looking for a new if, third if uh, third host of Tactical Crouch. I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> if you're busy enough to suck, you're busy enough to lose, mate. <laughs> That's my yeah. Just right. every time. Fair enough. Fair enough. If you're busy enough to suck, if you're not. If you're too busy to what was it? What was your quote there? I need that for the Twitter later. <laughs> if you're busy enough to suck, you're busy enough to lose. Fair enough. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the, the, big, uh, the big cheese here on the show. And that is what we have decided we want to do is we want to go through the kind of rumored signings and confirmed signings for these different expansion teams. And then we want to hear Yiska and Joe talk about how bad those choices are. Oof. That's basically all we want to do. Yeah, I think we are going to actually come to a head on some of these teams. I think so. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Today we're gonna discuss. Hopefully, we'll see how much time it takes. We're gonna discuss uh, the Overwatch League Atlantic Division alphabetically, by the way. So if you're like, I only want to hear it about a certain thing, just know we're going alphabetically. You're welcome, mm -hmm. YouTube watchers. You're welcome. I am an ally to uh, finding the content you want. Atlanta. Let's talk about Atlanta. We're gonna ignore their social media team and strategy right now. We're just going to ignore all social media presence. By the way, Atlanta, stop. Stop doing what you're doing on social media. If you are in the universe. If you are, if you are here, stop. Stop it. Please just stand up. Stop it. If you are from this city, please stand up, those of you who never thought we I, would be here. Okay, so I get, like, the, the, the regional activation. Like, again, the league's supposed to be, like, geo geography you know centric but it's i don't know it just feels weird like toronto does it too where it's just like hey city near toronto see you out there you're doing good 
<laughs> I get, like I get it. Right? I don't. I, I there's mean, a black and white picture of your there. landscape that's not exactly. actually that great. Like I, I maybe it's because I'm biased because I don't live there and I'm not attached to like those teams or whatever. <laughs> but like just on the outside looking, I'm just like. Imagine being me, yeah. dude, and having that with every single person. Yeah. That, like things like, oh yeah, geo geolocation. I was like conceived at this place. Yeah. My mom told me how this happened here in this diner. Like, come on, man. I don't care about this at all. Like right. this is this is my humor every time someone brings like something <laughs> like this. Yeah, up. European I don't know how many times I've had this discussion with like all of the Europeans in, in this Discord that I'm just I'm just like, guys, it's just a Western thing. Like they're 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 not they don't get it. Like every it's just it's a hard line cultural thing where it's just not done in Europe. We're just patriots. It's just it's I think just it. It, all of Europe is not true, but certainly Germany. And okay. I mean, where is, it, where is it done then? Is is, um, is the UK like pretty centralized? No, the UK, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. definitely. The the uh, British are quite high on you know localization and whatever. Mm -hmm. That's why you always see it brought up in the uh, the threats about London Spitfire, right? right. Like Manchester and no, yeah, yeah. yeah I get it. Anyways, Atlanta, let's talk about the actual concrete things rather than how good their social media strategy is. <laughs> uh, Atlanta is, uh, I would say, regarding the community reaction, I would say is probably, I would say overall, like, majority of community, not necessarily people who are really ingrained in the scene, but people who, you know, watch enough to know who these players are but don't, like, dive in enough to... Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's kind of the threshold here. Would say that this is probably among one of the favorite franchises as far as expansion teams go. Um, would you guys disagree? Seeing how they have eight players, I you know, if there is any other additions, you know, uh, you know, again, this is all just operating on rumors, so uh, we do we this is all unofficial information but just seeing what they've you know what infos kind of come through the cracks thus far i think it has a potential to be good but i i don't know where that ceiling lies and i'm erring on the side that i think it's not gonna be amazing i think like their ceiling probably lies somewhere upper middle of the pack i'd guess i, I look at this team like I looked at a lot of the the Korean mixes where you have some some very very good players Tankline amazing Popo and Daco and then you've got Erster those are some great players but you know exactly where a lot of their their budget was spent um Defran again how long how how what Will the where hold up yeah. I don't know you know, like he's he's very talented. I wouldn't doubt that he might be able to, you know, pick up other heroes, but we haven't seen him in what eight to eight eight to twelve months. And this is a league. It's not a it's not a weekend tournament. Me and me and uh, Kick Tripod had talked about that last night, and I thought it was a really poignant point that he brought up. And it's like, you know, this is a league. You have to you have to be willing to, you know, the week you don't really want to play, you play anyways. Is that something that that he's really that interested in? I don't I don't know. I don't know that a lot of these kids are that interested in that, but they they love the idea of the spotlight and the, and the money and the the fame. And it's like, 
can can you quell that as a as a support staff? Can you try to like really break that down and get them to be interested to play when they really don't want to? I don't know. I think personally, so in my mind, I would want very solid starters, and then I would gamble with potential uh, sure. talent that could be developed. Keep in mind, Overwatch League doesn't start till uh, like four months from now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, so Valentine's Day, right? Is that the official yeah. date? February fourteenth. So. Um, it's like there's a lot of time we to develop these players. Know that. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, great. Um, so I think taking the gamble on the friend, and you actually can't lose with him. I think in the sense, not in in the sense of um, <coughs> strictly gameplay, but you have Ursta. You have Ursta. Even if Defran doesn't play well, he, he's a draw. He's a spectacle. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a fine gamble, simply also because you have the backup player. Now, then project-type players, I'm not sure about that. Like, from my uh, understanding is that... So the DPS line so far is Defran, Asta, and Lelia. LR, something like that, yeah. Yeah. And he played on he, LNL. Yeah, he played... On LNL, but at 200 ping. So, mm -hmm. like, it's uh, of course, then you have a better understanding of who he is because uh, Brad worked with him and whatever. Sure. Um, I'm not sure if they had the clinical environment to really test them out, but then again, that wouldn't be the player. That would be a fine player to take a chance on. I would definitely bring in another proven project at DPS. Uh, even if you want to want to stay. Um, Western Mayhem doesn't look like a split roster now, so why not knock on the door of Tivik, right? Something like this, if he's actually affordable or whatever, right? So these types of names, just someone proven, um, and then I think gamble Erster's behind proven, it, right? Like, I would no, say, no, I'm not saying right. Ursa, of course, yeah, but that, you're that, looking at a, at a hit scan tracer for that other spot, right? And yeah, it from just pulling up his Erster is basically all Genji. Yes, Genji he's projectile. mainly projectile. DM was the the hit scan. Yeah, and then uh, it looks like from his Liquipedia, Nalar is more of a hit scan player. So I think it mm. would be I know a lot about it. and the Defran after. I know a lot about Erster. So I know a lot about Erster. I think he's going to sit in that projectile spot. Can oh, yeah. Assuming that we continue to see this meta where sure. you kind of have one uh, hit scan tracer and then you have one um, mm -hmm. projectile, projectile who plays Genji, Junk Rat, whatever. Anto, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You name it. So I think the idea here, right, is you start Defran, assuming that he plays remotely as well as he did uh, before he start jumping up walls and waving. And then you start Erster as well. I think mm -hmm. that those that's the goal, is have Defran and Erster uh, to start. And then you have Nalair, who, you know, probably came in at league minimum signing amounts as far as... Uh, probably. How much? I don't I don't think they make pay much more than 50, 60K for him. No mm -hmm. offense. He's just... There's just not that long of a track record for him. I mean, mm -hmm. last night's leftover, fine. He's Russian, uh, playing on a team that you're looking at, your main tanks, Pokebo and De uh, Deco, Daco. 
uh, who are going to be probably Korean. I know there's some Gator fans out there. Sorry. I don't see Gators starting over Popo yeah. and Daka who have been playing together for so long and who have been playing together as arguably the second or third best player in Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, team, sorry, in Korea. I don't see him uh, gelling as well as, you know, Erster, who is himself Korean, or uh, Defran. Uh, so, Nolari, you're like, mm. again, I, I think he's a great backfill, but I don't see him being one of those players that right now, if you give me this this roster as is, and they don't sign another uh, hit scan DPS from, honestly, from Korea, uh, I don't see him being the primary person you play. Maybe you specialize him on maps. Maybe you specialize him on heroes. See, I, I think towards the end of the season, I think I think you're correct in saying I think early on you're going to see Defran Erster, but towards the end you're going to see that that pie chart start to fill up by Nalir. I agree. He's going to, if I'm, again, super speculation, I think – because he has a history with Brad, same same with Defran. To be fair, but Defran also has a history with Brad. You know, is it as as positive as um, we're Defran has it? a history. Period. Exactly. So if that continues, if it kind of rears its head again, you, you've got the the young player who's ready to work and and is you know willing to 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 kind of sacrifice for the team. I can see him really stepping up and, and taking that starting spot over. But maybe that's, you know, enough of a push to make Defran realize, you know, light a fire under him and say, OK, well, this kid's going to take my spot if I don't shape up, you know, not threaten him. I think that's a little bit too aggressive, but but show him that your spot is not secure by any means. We will put him in if need be. Teams have done that for a long time. I, I think that the you know thinking through this now I I, I do think that's a solid strategy and um it, it definitely boosts them a little bit for me but I, I still not a big fan of entirely mixed rosters um I think one or two players is fine but I think they've um uh, if you mix a little too hard it can kind of backfire at you I love though I will say this I love having a tank line. To start, I love having a tank line who is uh, used to playing together. Yes. I really do. I love that idea. I think it's super yeah. important. I think it's a great way to kind of leapfrog the first couple of weeks. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means for additional stages. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you could definitely make the argument that that advantage goes away fairly quickly. But at the same time, Pokebo and Deco are... <laughs> Again, probably among the, I, w- I don't want to say first, but I would say I would, I would put them as the second best tank line in Korea. Um, yeah, that's probably fair. I, I wouldn't be able to qualify because I didn't really pay attention last season, but you know, from, from Korean season contenders, uh, Korea season one. Yeah. I, I think that they're definitely up there. I think there. they spent a lot in... of money right oh, yeah. there. I mean, you, you can, you can tell where they where they spent their budget, you know. And what I mean? think they mm-hmm. got you know Gator and Lair for relatively for exactly the cheap. reason that Yiska mentioned. And then supports, mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, especially now in this meta, I don't think supports frag as much. I don't think that the no. the having a 200k support, I don't think is as relevant as maybe it was in Overwatch League <laughs> season one, where you have yes. Yes. Uh, a Jonak or you have uh, and. I don't know, arc or whatever, where you have someone who's like, it's very clear 
Mm -hmm. that that these supports make a real difference not that support doesn't make difference but it's just not where you invest your money than what it was last season last season it was a very zenyatta focused you need someone mechanically proficient at that role or you're gonna bust and i need to now i will preface that i do think that their their support line is actually very good slept on yes very 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 good i want to like i was just going to say i want to make sure nobody misunderstands me saying that i don't think they spent a lot of money on them as in they're not very good Mm -hmm. yes Mm. but yes guy i I know you wanted to jump in yeah okay so very quick on kodak all the stuff i heard from Kodak is massively positive. Mm-hmm. Not only is he a great player, Same. but he also seems to be a seems to have a great attitude, very professional, doesn't bump heads with anyone, shows up, does his job, goes home, right? And um yeah, so in terms of Kodak, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't see that too much of a problem. Now I think yes, flex support is probably I mean a lot can change in probably eight months till yeah. like the the most important time in overwatch league happens in terms of game balance but the support role per se is actually especially the main support are commanding what some of the highest buyouts right now so i can tell you closer wasn't going over the table for jump change that was definitely a six figure uh thing right there um Definitely uh, supports like Ark, who are bilingual and can shot call. And this is by the way, I have to add a caveat here. There seems to be a divide between Overwatch team building and especially head coaches, how they want their shot calling to go. And some want a lot of those resources on the main support. Some mm-hmm. want that a lot of the, the hard decisions to be made by the flex DPS or by the tank. And there seems to be a philosophical difference here. But there's definitely still teams that ad- adhere to the concept of a shot calling main support that goes beyond just old tracking. And that is also why it's very hard to sift through that information because we as a community haven't actually figured out our language, I feel like. So when you say shot calling, what does that mean? Does that mean communi- communicating? Does that mean target calling? Does that mean macro calling? Does that mean uh, s- telling others what not to do? Like, it's so different in Overwatch that it's very hard to communicate. So there is a part of the coaching staff and the GMs who value very vocal main support players who will take about 60 to 70% of the talking space for the majority of the time, who do, do the creative stuff, the on-the-fly thinking stuff, right? While, of course, a lot of, lot of comms is also just, you know, upkeep, like uh, blah, 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 you stole, or yeah. blah, 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 you uh, got a lot of charge. I almost have old, just to reiterate that, I will use my beat for this blade or whatever. Stuff like this is obviously also in the comms, but uh, there is a part of Overwatch League coaches that want all the, the other resources onto the main support. Now, this creates a huge demand for main supports who can do that, right? And keep in mind, if you have a hybrid roster, now uh, main support that can talk two languages 
is huge, right? We've already seen, by the way, Bishu was never go not going to be in Overwatch League simply because of that. And if he, if he was half decent at Difa, which he turned out to be, he was going to have a spot on an Overwatch League team. And I'm, I'm, if I remember correctly, he also had several offers. I think the same can be said about a main support who learns or has the ability to talk both, both English and um, Korean, right? In most of the Western teams that go hybrid. So there's something to think about. Other players that were very sought after and tried to be bought out is definitely something like, like a Custer, right? And um, like yeah, Elk is definitely someone, mm -hmm. right? So guys like these are very sought after, but not by every team. No. That's my point. Yeah. It, it does seem like it's a, it is stylistically different. You know, can we can we get someone that's that can call from main support? It seems like that's the ideal. Yes, there are some differences, but I think those differences do either come from the the head coach and no, I think the you know X role should call, or we have someone in that role that can call. We've built around them, or we've we've structured the communication hierarchy around them. We don't need. A ton of calling from anyone else because we have this invested in this role so we're adapting to what we've been given you know you're rolling with the punches there are a lot of teams that that kind of are starting to fall into that where it's like okay well we can't we can't really get any good main supports that can call we can get good main supports but they're, they're just not like there in terms of communication so we're gonna go elsewhere we're gonna we're gonna try a main tank kind of style of calling or we're gonna sure. work with the main tank to uh, dps lineup the very like gesture profit-esque where they're both calling to try and set up dives and set up you know aggressive plays so so it is again a, a nice uh, example of uh team color so, so yeah it's, it's it's different i want to zoom out for a second because i think sure. we've done we've done a little bit of talking about individual players and overall synergy this is going to be the million dollar question here where you put your money mm -hmm. where your mouth is a little bit and uh, I can already hear it right now. You're both going to come up with a million dis uh, qualifying statements, and I'm going to tell you, no, you can't do that. Okay. Uh, like, if 12. this, then if this, and if this, then they will do this. I want to know from you. And, you know, also keep in mind, we haven't totally justified our other teams yet. So if you're listening yeah. on YouTube or whatever, we haven't talked about the other teams. So don't be too angry about where these guys place them yet. I'm I have to ask, ask you. Number 12. I'm not going to ask for a number, oh, really? but I am going to uh, ask for generally, how do you think among uh, the whole of Overwatch League, how do you feel like these uh, this Atlanta team is going to finish? And Yiska, I want to go to you first. You said 12, so right a little lower, 60%? I think between, I think they might actually be one of those teams that could, okay, so I'm not 100% on this work, how this works, but two slots are decided by these uh, tournament Wild card, games, yeah. right? Wildcard tournaments. So if that wildcard tournament, that only takes part between teams that are in the top six, right? It's not like the, the top six teams can still play and then it falls yes. to the yeah. next non... Okay. I think so. I think there's a possibility that they eke in there. Uh, 8 to 12th. Uh, seems like a reasonable position. That, like, okay, so this is like a paradigm shift had to take place in my head because I, if as I was mapping out these names, it was like, okay, so I was 
betting Atlanta against the Overwatch, uh, old Overwatch League season one teams. In my head, I was like, wow, yeah, they're not bad. But then again, these Overwatch season one teams are also upgrading and they actually have the experience right of all of that mm -hmm. and the players have the experience i don't know right now how valuable the experience of a season one player is that is a huge question mark that every gm has to ask himself like what did my players actually learn over the season is this valuable and then i'm actually putting my uh, my money in the basket of already established talent i'm not spending 300k on dk i'm actually getting i don't know like like a bunny or whatever, like someone that has gone through that circle, right? Of the, uh, the, the entire circus of like practicing as much, preparing for this many maps. Okay, we're going down a little bit, but whatever. Right. Like the entire thing is already then known to them, right? So this, depending on the, the answer to this question, yeah, I'm building completely differently and I'm also predicting differently. But right now, as I model it at this point, I think 8 to 12 should be where they... I want to change my question. and I'm going to ask you for a really short answer. Among Overwatch League expansion teams, because I think you're right. I honestly think that there is so much movement everywhere else on top of the experience. It's really difficult. But if you're going to say, you know what, among these eight expansion teams... Where do you think they rank? Um, I, I would love to hear and just go while you pull up the, the sheet. <laughs> I can see reading it right now. Joe, what do you think? So I'll, I'll answer with a question. Is it only limited to the Atlantic region? No, one through eight. Mm. Right now. So four Atlantic, four Pacific, and also... That's so hard because we another... still... We have to also recognize too that most of these posts are rumors, right? They're yes. like uh, they're from leak boys. So, given that Ooh. as being the case, one through eight, where do you rate these guys among you know expansion teams? <laughs> sixth. Interesting. Okay, so six. Yeah, that's a good good answer. I think five, maybe sixth. Yeah. I fifth. think if. if it, to give a more accurate, I think they could be as good as top three, but I think they're va they're so volatile for me that I think they're going to bottom out. I think they could start the season blitzing through stage one. They could go undefeated through stage one for me, and then they're going to tank. That's a very real possibility for them. I So, man... I am going to look like the idiot here. I, I put them about third or fourth. But I also have a really low confidence rating exactly. in that. Same. In saying like, mm -hmm. you know, if you average out where they could, I would say six is totally good. But if you go, what is this team capable of doing with what we know now? They're totally a, a third or fourth place. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. they, they scream gladiators to me and again they could peak really hard but then you start to see the consistency and they start to dribble down and they start to really even out maybe they peak again but it's that consistency that i just don't see I look with this at, yeah i just look at and i go pokebo and deko have the potential to be one of the best tank, tank duos in in the entire mm -hmm. league not just sure. among mm -hmm. teams but what does that look like in all of a sudden, you change all the variables. 
-hmm. when you change all these variables, it's not as easy to do that. You know, Erster, Joe, uh, you and I probably, nobody probably has a closer look at Erster than uh, the people who, you know, broadcast Mm -hmm. them and got to look over VODs over and over Mm -hmm. and over again and get kind of first party information on them. Erster has potential to be one of the best uh, the best DPS that, you know, has come out of Again. a non-major region ever. Oh, yeah. Then you have Defran. You have Defran. You, you have a very low bar for Defran. You have an incredibly high ceiling for Defran. And you don't know where he's going to lie. And, you know, it's very clear that they spent a lot of money on Pokepo, Daco, mm-hmm. Defran, Erster, and maybe Kodak. And then you have Gator, right? So if, if all of a sudden uh, Pokepo doesn't work out, you throw Gator in there. It's not just about how good of a tank he is, but it, how good of a tank is he in conjunction with his counterpart, with his DPS, with his support. Same thing with Nalair, right? You've got these two supports who are, in my opinion, quite clearly uh, destined to be your two starters. And then you've got, you know, Nalair kind of filling in those gaps offering support elsewhere, scrims, other things, playing situational moments. What if Defran doesn't work out and all of a sudden it's Nalera and Erster? I I, I can't tell you how good that team is. That that drops them for me from from third to sixth. Mm -hmm. It's also... That's one big caveat I also have to give. And that's also running in in my equation of the assessment. People shouldn't overestimate the pound for pound comparison. Yes, players are very good, blah, 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 blah. Let's learn from Boston. All right. So we all thought, okay, initially we thought Boston was going to be way worse. Then we got some more information on the, on Kalios and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we sort of course corrected a little, not tremendously. Right. So, and then it turns out they are a playoff team. Now, what's the lesson of that? Apparently, there is a quality in coaching staffs, not just to sure. develop talent, but also to choose, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have an intu- uh, intuitional feeling right now what the percentage is of, like, what the importance... Okay, I don't know right now if the Overwatch League is won before it starts. I don't know. Yeah. In terms of how, if teams are built correctly, like, how big is that? Mm-hmm. I would say it's not tremendously significant. I think what you do with these four months now, mm-hmm. and, st- okay, till you're done with trials and everything, have all your pieces together, that's um, another month, probably. So then you have three months till the season starts, and with the current um, format, once again, First stage doesn't matter that much, does it? So you have at least five, four to five months to get your stuff together. And that's, you can definitely develop someone in that time to a world-class player. It's definitely yeah, possible. That's true. With the right, right infrastructure, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, months are like years in esports. Mm-hmm. A month of I- playing a single hero, like that can totally change that you know how that person plays that hero i I do want to jump in to add my own you know asterisk to this as well 
Um, Great. Here I come the qualifying them. statements, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Chad. exactly. I go. couldn't do them at the at the beginning. I, so you're I did my end. best. Yeah, you're not. You're, I, this isn't more of a qualifying. This is more a prediction for the future. I think this is the team you look at as a as a kind of a, a solid feeder team for season three. Your support line probably could be pitched somewhere else and do very, very well. If this team just happens to bottom out, I think Brad has a good eye for talent. He brought you Carpe. San Francisco had a clear picture for the future, brought on the Koreans, done very well. We could see them actually do extremely well come season two. He's got a good eye. He has a vision for the future. Doesn't always work at the beginning, but... Season three comes around. A lot of these players could go in and find very, very solid homes in the future. So I think the team as a whole pound for pound looks great. I want to see how it coalesces. I want to see how it comes together, you know, preseason. If there is one week one, week two, you know, see how it happens in stage four. But yeah, I, I think in the future, I think you're going to see a lot of these names consist in the league. All right. My turn, okay. my turn to asterisk then fine. I get an asterisk too. <laughs> Pokepo is 17 years old. Deco, 18 years old. Erster, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly mm-hmm. young team that Cut you're building around. Uh, it, 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 incredibly young team. And I am like, if you look at it, this isn't just a season two uh, playoffs team. This is a team that you're, you're betting a lot on on being these mm-hmm. franchise faces. And yes. I look at it and I go... As as a GM, when I'm spending my money, I'm looking and expecting Pokebo, Deco, and Urster to be those faces. Mm-hmm. Um, Defran is a coin flip of being that face or being out by the end of stage two. <laughs> like yep. those those are the that's what I'm expecting if I'm the one spending the money here. Mm-hmm. And so you know they've got an incredibly young tank line and and some of the best young talent. In competitive Overwatch right now, and this I've, I've got to another, recognize Atlanta for yes, a hundred percent. And again, that follows that same San Francisco logic, where it's like, okay, we're going to plan for the future. We're this is a franchise league. This is not a race. We're not in it to win season two. We're in it to win season three. Play very well season four. Really build the franchise, like you said, build that brand up. I will say another prediction. I don't think we've seen peak Overwatch yet. No. Think about how many young talents there are out there. Barring Korea, talking about the coach I could talk peak? about yes, Coach Peak is very, very nice mm. and I, I like him very much. But Peak Overwatch probably doesn't happen till season three, season four, when you're starting to get players okay. that haven't even touched the game yet come in. They see the spectacle. They want to get in. There's talent out there that haven't even touched Overwatch, let alone they're 15, 16, not of age yet. We haven't even touched the surface of Peak Overwatch. And we haven't had the variable of geographical-based Overwatch mm-hmm. League. That's another one. What does that look now, like? like? Are they traveling they, every week? How we, much does that could, change it? Exactly. Which well, airplane push, has the best Wi-Fi? <laughs> that could push Peak Overwatch back until Season 5 or 6 because of how potentially potent that geolocation-based league is. Where some kid from London is going to see that game and be like, oh, yeah, that Overwatch game looks pretty cool. Wherever Overwatch is in five, six years, like, hmm, yeah, I'll give it a try. Maybe he just becomes the next hot thing. We don't know. It, it, that's the kind of 
hidden beauty about this game is that it has so much potential to shape a ton of different you know it's giving it's adding variables to this league that i don't think anybody else has touched yet so i think there's a lot of really cool stuff to be expected in the future for the league and uh on that i'll kind of rest my case all right so chat i need to tell you something and those listening to you those (laughs) listening on youtube on uh, rss podcast feeds we were worried about not having enough things to talk about I we told were worried you, we about not ramble. going long enough. Like, how are we going to make it work? How are we going to talk we... about? It's four teams yeah, yeah. enough to talk about in one episode. Well, that was one team. Yeah. Do you, do we just want to keep going and just make it just Atlanta's episode? Uh, no, let's write no. that thing. Like, okay, we we got all our caveats out of the way. Now we that's... did. We did a lot of qualifying here to make it a little bit more streamlined. The more <clears throat> teams we talk about, we don't yes. have to talk about all of them. Right. Uh, let's right. but let's go on to Paris here. So here's what is rumored for Paris: tanks, Ben Best, RCK, LH Cloudy, DPS, Donye, Soon, Shadowburn, support. Do you guys say it hip or hype? Hip, hip. Uh, me too. And then Cruz, and then Flex, Finzi, and Nico. Uh that so that's that's the rumors right now. Yes, it's been a while since I've heard from you. Looking at this Paris roster, looking at some of the players, number one, who do you think these key players are? Like who, if you are the GM of Paris right now, what's what's the plan here? I'm interested. Well, okay. Give Paris some free advice. Oh, like, okay, so the... They are. They have their cut work cut out for them. <clears throat> Obviously, they um, committed to being a Western team, or rather, a European team. Um, so let's get the good stuff out of the way first. I think Demon Damon Demon is one of their coaches. Highly by the way. under. Yes, that's the rumored head coach of Paris. Um, was formerly the pretty much the guy who made strategy for Valiant, is my understanding. And by that, I mean all of it. Um, or all macro, I would say. I think he's mad smart. And I think... I agree. That is the only thing that keeps me from saying this is the new Shanghai Dragons. <laughs> Alright. You, you don't think they could Boston? Nope. Not I enough Koreans. I mean, if Damon turns out to be the next Krusty, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I th- maybe. Possible. Sure. Pound for pound? No, yeah, I, this I agree. This is pretty. I agree. Pound for pound, it's not. And again, I'll, I'll use your logic against you. Do we do our, should we look at this pound for pound? Or should we look at this? That's Everybody why... on this team can speak the same language. You don't have that barrier to entry. That's not even true, though. <laughs> like French. Okay, <laughs> sure. I suppose, but yeah. I think a majority of people can can understand and, and really grasp that stuff. There isn't going to be a ton of miscommunication with that. Yes, I, I do have to omit that this is a very international roster at all as European, but they've they've experienced, you know, English <clears throat> or whatever the language they decide to call with. Also, let me say this. <clears throat> Currently, we only know Damon and Max. Yeah. 
This team is full of tilt monkeys. Every si like half of this team has a reputation of tilting hard at some point, mm -hmm. right? Is someone the age of Damon as the head coach? Once again, we're working off that information. Able to keep them on course because, okay, so even then again, like you know, having harmony in the team wasn't really a prerequisite for success in the Overwatch League. Definitely can go very bad, like in Dallas' case, for instance. Mm -hmm. So that is another huge, like, question mark for me. So you say that. I'm, I'm interested, like, who... I would say... No, who, 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 who are you looking at when you say tilt monkey? <laughs> do, do you really want me I, to out people well, for it? Out if, if, Let's go. If leaks. you have to out them, maybe not. Leaks, but, leaks, leaks. But but yeah, that that, that is interesting. I, yeah, I, I, do. I, I do want to know. I want to know. I do too, but I don't. I don't know feel. If this should be, I, don't I don't feel okay with casting. this show being like. <laughs> here's this is a team of tilters. Hmm. Period. Let's talk about Toronto. I don't feel comfortable More. with that. Moreover, I don't think the team list we have mm -hmm. is actually accurate in its entirety. I, so, I yeah, I'm sure. not sure about that. I don't know. I think that on on the table, maybe it was like that at one point, but yeah, I'm not sure that this is if this is right. I'm I, not positive. Here's all I will say. It's very clear that Paris is going with like a France slash European roster core for this in, in with the, these leaks here there is not a lot of precedent sent set for that doing well as far as results go you've got shanghai yeah you've houston. unless you're all korean by the way you've got sure. shanghai yeah, yeah. you've got houston and you've got like florida yeah D dallas minus uh Minus effect, minus effect, which you could maybe can include effect and tell you how well that works because they weren't. Uh, I just like I, I love the the marketing of it. I love the marketability of it. As someone who's very passionate about you know marketing and social media, I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, that's gonna be great. Except when you guys have to actually start playing games, um, which at the end of the day is is pretty pretty dang that's important. Deep. Maybe it's not though. Shanghai has like the best selling merch on the Overwatch League website. So maybe it doesn't matter if you win or lose as long as you have people that you love and people that your region supports. So maybe like that's important, but I look at it and I go, you know, yes, honestly, I think soon it is a great person to build a roster around. I really yes. do. I think Ro yeah. Soon is, you know, that's that's the guy that at the pyramid at the top you have Soon. This is the guy that yes. we want to activate. This is the guy who's going to motivate this team. This is the veteran. He's mm -hmm. the Brett Favre of the Green Bay Packers in the late nineties, early two thousands. Doesn't mean anything to that, me. I was, yeah, I was no. saying that one was for Yiska. Um <laughs> But you you know, Shadowburn. Listen, man, I want Shadowburn to be the phase Shadowburn that I, I remember seeing as much as anybody else. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he's... I think he's a phenomenal DPS player. I just don't know if he's a Overwatch League uh, challenging DPS player, if that makes sense. I, I to, to jump in there, I do think he is. I think he needs a very specific team. I could, I could get around that. 
I, you know I, I, I mean? could 100% support that. That's just my question. That's my concern that I have. Sure, sure, sure. I think that's completely like from what we've seen, from what we've heard. I think that's a very valid kind of takeaway from that where it's like, I don't know. He was it. He was a person to kind of dictate, you know, a, a strategy. He was a person to kind of really have a very clear style. You just have to have a team to facilitate him. And I think he can kind of uh, shine for a couple more years before. Yeah, you hit you start to hit the new wave of talent coming of age. And then it's like, OK, well, now you have to re reevaluate everybody. Um, but I but I will say, I think Paris there has been a need or at least a want for a European team. And I don't think people realize exactly what players are interested in when they sign to teams. I think there are some people who are interested in lots of money. I think there are a lot of people who are interested on doing well. I also think people are interested on a lot of other things like popularity and playing for a, a regional representation. So, Paris is basically locked down all of Europe at this point. They've started early. They've signed on a whole European roster. If I'm a developing European player two, three years down the line and Paris, you know, pulls a Boston and they just blow everybody's expectations out of the water. I, I, I want to say that this person, this, this kind of aspirant would want to play for Paris because it represents the region. They're doing well. Maybe they have competitive, at least semi-competitive salaries. What's what's not to love if I'm uh, a German player that wants to be signed, uh, uh, you know, a young French person. I think they've captured a whole region, and if they do well in marketing, I think that's that's going to show very, very um, blatantly when it comes to other metrics, whether it's bits, whether it's jerseys sold, any kind of those numbers. I think if they do it well, they have all of Europe to, to play from. I agree. I agree. Shanghai Dragons sold some jerseys, didn't they? It's true. They did. So uh, back to the million dollar question here. One through eight. Where did these guys sit? Yeska. Eight. Joe. Hold on. I want to make sure. I got to look. Do you, have, do you have like a ranking spreadsheet already set up? No, but I want to look at one other team. They're not worse than DC. They're better. Sorry. Is DC even in this? Uh, DC is. Part? Yeah, DC oh, would yeah. be. Yeah. Do you think that they are better than DC? <sighs> With Wizard Young, their best player? Oh, wait. I'm going to say they are. I'm going to say they're seventh. Okay. I'm not as outraged by this, but I just yeah. value, like I I value the volatility of Wizard Young's knowledge. Yeah. Like I don't know, I can't put him on. Obviously, mm -hmm. what like how effective his scouting and his development will be. Um, but yeah, I think Otto, in my mind, will be a bigger star than soon was. Um. Maybe he can go coach Guido into something because he's an Apex finalist MVP, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the most important acc accolade, by the way. The most I mean, the kid's accolade. got a work ethic, so, but like... 
Yeah, I don't know. Here's, I don't know if you want to jump straight into DC, but here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say seventh. Yeah, because there's no risks really in this team. I I I don't think they're not like uh, Atlanta where they could be third or sixth for yeah. me. They are very much like nope. You're consistently seventh, but I do think that there are enough teams in this uh, in these uh, expansions who are taking a lot of risks that I am willing to bet that one of those teams risks are going to completely tank them. I can't tell you specifically which one I'm going to be drastically wrong on my ranking of another expansion team because they took so many risks and they're eighth is when we talk about all these things, I'm not going to be able to tell you an eighth place person. I don't know who's going to be last. One of them is going to be last. It's going to, it's not going to be because they didn't sign good enough players. It's going to be because they took too many risks and so many of those risks ended up, blowing up in their face here's also one caveat i would give about paris there's one signing that i know of on the staff that does significantly boost my out uh out, like my view of them pos- potentially that's a multi that's a guy that's a multiplier and has been for a while and if that works out then if if he was, I'm only going. I only evaluated Paris on what we know on this spreadsheet. If I put him mm-hmm. in, I might put him put them over DC. And you're not going to tell us. Mm, no. All right. <laughs> mm, no. Fair enough. <laughs> Chat. I tried for you. I tried to get a leak. I wanted Tactical Crouch to have at least one leak in the first five weeks, but. You know, you can hate Yiska for that one. Uh, fair yeah. enough. All right, so we've got eighth for Yiska, seventh for myself and Joe. Let's talk about Toronto a little bit. Toronto has had a tumultuous uh, initiation into the Overwatch League, to say the least. Uh, no, sorry, not Toronto. Toronto's been fine. Toronto's cool. They get it. I was just, we talked so much <laughs> about DC in the past. Here's where we're looking at tanks. Right now, we only have one, two, three, four, five, five players actually leaked for this. Tanks, we're looking at Envy, DPS, Wakid, Ivy, and Stellar DPS duo from O2, O2 uh, Ariane. So, this is, this is another one where I'm, you know, there's not a lot. They've been pretty quiet in terms of info. So, I don't know. Is this, is this up to date? Is this accurate? I don't know these days. Right, mm-hmm. I'd be is... interested to see some, but from you know, from what is published, at least unofficially, um, yeah, from people who are willing to stick their neck out and say it publicly, exactly. this is what we know. Yes, uh, Flex, Guido, and staff, Bishop, and Jay. So, oh man, there's there's a lot going on here. Uh, number one, I'm seeing a pattern here, Joe. Mm. You know, and I'm gonna say that that pattern is Korea. Funny how that works, right? I know. Yeah. Funny. Works pretty well for other teams, uh, minus the Dynasty. Works pretty well in other games, too. And just enough. in esports in general. If it's a computer, yeah. sign a Korean. Oh, aren't they pretty good in golf? Mm, virtual golf, maybe. Mm, I, there's there's like, a traditional sport that like South Koreans are like extremely good at. I want to say it's golf. I would want for whatever reason my gut's telling me it's golf. I don't know. Maybe chat can. So you're. Uh, can I mean, me. maybe Pete. You know, Tiger Woods, 2018 or something. But 
I have no idea. If you're like trying to lead me to something, I no 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 no. I'm I'm definitely not. But I I want to say I remember hearing that that they're Korea insane was actually at really good table golf, tennis. Maybe I don't know. Either is way, it, is it table? You sure it's not a video so. game? <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there's one, there's one sport, like a traditional sport, that they also have a very high representation in uh, at like the top level. But I'm not sure exactly which one. I want to say it's golf, but again, I don't know. Korea? Yeah. Uh, archery. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. A bunch of like, badasses. What a they're just, bunch they're, of they, badasses. They develop. <laughs> they develop. You know the the competitive nature when you go to school there. From my understanding, you know it's super competitive. Just the entire culture just breeds competition. Of so. course, Korea is like we're really good at video games and archery. Like that's just the most badass thing that I can think of. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Agree. All right. Maybe. Let's talk about this Toronto roster here. Now, uh, a pretty good, I would say a lot of established players here. A lot of established in the tier yeah. two scene, as well as have made a name for themselves in the tier three scene, though maybe not to the, I don't want to say like the, the, the last night's leftovers, right, of Overwatch League Season 1, by any means. You know, Envy, mm. I think, honestly, for me, was a huge surprise. Played incredibly well in Overwatch League Season 1. You've got Wikid, uh from the Soul Dynasty, who... I, I want to like him so bad. Yep, you've got Guido, same thing. You've got Bishop, former... Was it coach or GM, coach or GM of uh, the Spitfire? Spitfire? GM or coach, I think. Great, that cleared it up a lot. Well, Thank no, you. I think, Thank you I think he was <laughs> listed as coach, but the rumor was is that he was more operating as a GM. Okay, cool. So at least my misunderstanding is based in, yeah, that. Okay, cool. So and then Jay, Joe, you've had a few things to say about Jay. Did I lose them? I think I might have lost them, Chad. <laughs> I think they I think they just froze up completely. Oh, we're back. Oh. Hello. Sorry. No, we're good. We're it good. Was, it was not your fault. It was my internet's fault. Oh. I thought I shocked you. I thought I turned you off. I flicked your switch. OBS <laughs> Studio disconnected, reconnecting. Happens. Uh but yeah, I don't I don't have much to say about Jay. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, fun. Sorry. Are we back? I don't know. Can you, guys, can you guys open up the stream and tell me if we're back? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, we are. Okay. We back? We All right. We back. We back. There we go. Oh, just when I thought that I wasn't going to have to do a lot of editing uh, on the show. <laughs> uh, it's not your fault. It's my fault. You both cut out at the same time. OBS Studios said so it was reconnecting. And oh, no. Is, my is it the memory leak? No, no, no. My computer did not freeze. It did not stutter even a little bit. Huh. So, so it was just OBS just being a... No, I think it was my internet connection. Oh, okay, okay. I think I it was gotcha. my internet connection dropped. So mm. um, I think we're I think we're good for now. So uh, anyways, sorry, I misspoke. Joe has nothing to say about Jay. <laughs> well, I, 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 from my understanding, he comes from Call of Duty. I think he worked with Splice Call of Duty team. You know, I, I think he, um, I want for whatever reason, I'm not, I should check, but I'm not going to check. I think he has military background. I think. 
which is nice. You know, you, you've had a lot of structure. Um, maybe you can help Bishop in that sense. Um, so far, so good. I think Bishop, um, to be fair, has a has a track record behind him. How successful it is, I don't know. But that's the the beauty, the the double edged sword of coaching. It's, you can't you know, say it's he's inexperienced. It's yeah, exactly. You, you can't say that he hasn't been with teams before, whether it's successful or not. You know, what has he learned? Has he taken things from from past experiences? It's hard to say. Um, but at least he's not a brand new coach. Is is what I can say there. That's true, like you said, it's not a gamble. At least, yeah, no, exactly. I, this of... is a known quantity. He's been with other teams. We'll see what happens. Yiska, mm-hmm. what do you think about this squad? What do you think about the direction that we're seeing from uh, Toronto so far? The problem with <clears throat> Toronto is that what we know and or what publicly is known and what is known behind the scenes is radically different, right? So I think is it this radically? is radically. One... I mean, yeah, I, guess. I think so. Um, <clears throat> I think that there are certainly multipliers in this team as well. Yeah. Uh, that haven't been announced. Um, I think that <laughs> just leak Yiska. Nope. No, no um, leaks. Well, we'll maybe hit, but we're not leaking. So here's the thing, though. I rate Envy very highly. A lot of Overwatch League pros rate mm-hmm. rate Envy very highly. He didn't perform well in Contenders, but he also had to play a very different style of Diva there, mm-hmm. much more defensive. Um, Wikid, I was high on him, then I wasn't. I'm I not sure about like him. him so bad, man. Doesn't matter though. Ivy is nuts. Ivy is he nuts. Is. He is really like, good. Like, Wikid can hope to play on a weekend, let's say that. Like, Ivy is apparently, like, okay, so I have it be, had it believably argued he can pretty much play everything, mm-hmm. and he has high skills transition between the roles. That's uh, from, from Dream, um, that he thinks he's already so good on a bunch of heroes that traditionally require very different skill sets. Right. So that should then be possible to transition that to new heroes. I think Avi, like if we look at him um, again, he could be one of the breakout players, not too high on Stella. And then we know Guido, um, or I don't know if you know Guido because he's obviously on two teams on that list. yeah, the I mean, it, there isn't too much known. I personally, I think empirically, you have to have a sort of inconsistent idea of what Bishop Bishop can provide to a team. Mm-hmm. His Cloud Nine rosters weren't super successful. <laughs> His Cloud Nine rosters had a bunch of very good players on them, though. He, for instance, took a chance on Neptuno, and we know how that turned out. Um, he probably also isn't solely to blame. I also don't think he was kicked. That has that's it wasn't a performance decision as far as I I know. So, in in that regard, I don't think Bishop is damaged goods and actually has a huge opportunity to redeem himself if there is a need to redeeming, but mm-hmm. there's a sort of like a public perception thing. 
And yeah, based on that, yeah, it's it's very hard to judge them. I still, because of the multipliers, I think they. Cool. All right. Uh, looks like the internet just dropped again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think this team is going to surprise a lot of so, people. So, sorry, guys. Internet internet just dropped again. Oof. For a brief moment. This is great. I'm moving that in, happens. like, three weeks. So, uh, we'll have <laughs> Google Fiber. Hey. Oh, really? Hopefully. Should be. <laughs> Should be. Maybe. Uh, so, apology. <laughs> again, if you're listening to oh. the video or the podcast, it makes no sense about what I'm saying right now. But... Sorry, Yiska, repeat your last second, your last sentence before Joe okay. jumps in and adds. Um, I think uh, Toronto might be a playoff team based on the multipliers that I know of and the information we already have. Yes. Um, I think that's possible. I think a lot of people are going to look at this roster and go, hmm. And then I think this is the team. That's the the Cinderella story. I think a lot of people are going to be like, "Ah, oh, no, this team isn't that great." You know, I, I think they're going to surprise people. I agree. I really so, uh, really quickly before we talk about this last team here, because we're running out of time rapidly, uh, where do you play someone through eight, Iska? Who? So, so okay, real fast. Who's all in? So we're we're grading just on the expansion teams, regardless of the two regions. Yes, just the expansion teams. Yeah, okay. just overall. Mm -hmm. Although great qualifier, you're really good at that. I just I I, have, I just want to clarify. I know the rules of the game, man. That's all. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's why so many people don't go. Volamel's opinions suck. Right. Whereas kick tripods on the other hey. hand. Hey, that guy sucks. Well, I know how to mm. record a podcast, boys. Four. Four. But a playoff team. Potential to be a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say eight is very possible. I have no idea if that team can peak in in a you know tournament they, scenario they, where they have to. Really? Yeah, I think so. Joe, what do you I, say now that you're questioning every decision you've ever made about uh, Toronto? I don't think I see them at eight at all. Um, you think higher? Yeah, I think their their floor is a lot higher. Um, I'll say anywhere. Um, can I give a, a a spectrum or is that a cop out? It's a cop out, but you can still give all a right. spectrum. I'd say anywhere from between three and six but i'm more i'm leaning towards fourth if, if we if we do ranges then i'm saying six to eight really yeah wow dude like a bunch of these these somebody other teams clip that, that. Coming, somebody clip that just so <laughs> at the end of season two we've got yeah, that yeah, yeah. thank you we have people to show <laughs> i mean keep in mind Runaways on the table. I'm um, not high on them. Do you think I, they're going to? You, you at this point can say they're jerseys. probably going to. I'm not high on if if the rumors are true. I'm not high on them, man. I know how fun it is to like speculate the winners of Apex being better than like everyone in Overwatch League ever, but I just I don't okay. agree with it. <laughs> to be fair, so far from what we know, 
a lot of this talent is Korean contenders talent as well. It's mixed together. It could potentially be better. I look at Runaway. I again, we've had this discussion before. I think they've peaked, and I worry. I there are people on that roster I worry about. Mainly their DPS. So Minsu, I'm still not sold on. Haven't seen enough of him. Stitch has always been a question mark for me. He's looked good sometimes, and then he looks bad, and then he looks good again. Consistency issues. Riddle that boy. I think he's you know a fan favorite, and I I've loved following their story. But I can't let that cloud what I truly believe. Again, you watch, rewatch that final challenge. I challenge you to rewatch that final. And after game three, tell me that they look like they're going to win that game. Yeah, no, no, no. they don't. They Fair look enough. bad. Fair enough. I honestly believe KDP took that game and threw it down a well. Fair enough. Yeah. So here's what yeah. I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say about these guys. Uh, so I remember very early on, remember Overwatch League season one, they started announcing rosters and you see the Seoul Dynasty roster, the mm-hmm. best players in Korea at the time. And you see the NYXL roster, uh, kind of like the, the tier two throwaway kind of roster. Mm-hmm. And you know, like it's, I don't want to sleep on this team because it has the feeling of me yes. of a very much like NYXL throwaway. Yeah. In the sense that, holy crap, like this could very well, Ivy and Stellar, I don't sleep on them. I think that they are maybe the best DPS duo in Korea. Mm, nah. mm, I wouldn't. I don't okay. know if I'd fair say enough. that. But I don't, I, but to be fair, I think this could probably be the authority here to argue with because I did not pay attention at season two i didn't get to see uh, everyone but just every time i always looked at it i was like that's a really good quality team i've heard very very good things about ivy stellar don't know about less than stellar i probably so i'm also a person (laughs) i'm also a person who favors synergy probably too much i'm probably over value uh, synergy and i go cool you've got Mm -hmm. two people coming from the same squad working together for a long time Boom. Immediately, that's up two spots. I probably right. overfavor it, so I apologize in advance. So, okay, but I'm, I'm a believer in that DPS lineup. I think I don't know why Envy wouldn't be amazing in season two. Um, I think Joe froze, so that'll be cool. Am I? Am I uh, your, your audio is fine, your video is froze. Reset it really quick. Um, okay. yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I, I personally see this as being as a as a two or three team. And That's fine. and this is okay. this is gonna be my, you know, quote unquote controversial pick is I I see more NYXL than I see yeah. you know anything else. And I just I don't wanna make that same mistake again. And maybe I'm over analyzing over favoring that. I think you also both underrating how good the teams from last season will be. So one thing, team, I definitely don't think we're not will talking be about last is... season though. We're just no, no, like wh- no, no. I'm I'm saying like if they, you say yeah. they are third, then that means they have to be better than NYXL, Philly, and London. I don't no, see no, that. No, 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 no. He's no, no, saying no. within the eight expansion teams. Yeah, okay. He's the, they're the third best yeah. expansion he's team. He's saying he's the third, and I'm okay. saying the fourth, and you're saying between six to eight. Oh, I, I, sorry. then I was confused. I was saying six to eight in the final season. Uh-huh. Okay, so Because I already So you're putting them like first or second. Thought... In terms of expansion no. teams, where would you put them? 
So, okay. What I said when... We uh, did this for two other teams to... before this. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you actually had a, a recollection of the discussion we had, and I'm glad this is all recorded because I know I'm on point on this. Oh, yeah. I already said that, like, I already said my position. I think they are in the, uh, in the teams. I said they are fourth. Okay, okay. Maybe. Within the expansion teams, sure. and I, then we talked about the final season standing, okay. and I said, and you're oh, "Okay, so finally land eighth to sixth, yes. yeah. sixth okay. to eighth in the Overwatch in yeah. the yeah, overall okay. that, Overwatch League right, season two final." Okay, <laughs> okay. So yeah. you think that there are going to be three teams above Toronto? So you think that there, yeah. in total, that are going right. to be at least four expansion teams in the playoffs in Overwatch League season 2? Mm. Cuz that's that's kind of what you're implying here. <sighs> yeah, I mean it okay, not necessarily. So I said, I said the that they have play on yeah, I've, I I said they have playoff potential. That's why I said 8th. I think a bunch of these teams will land uh 6-7 is about there that I think that the expansion teams, especially when they're coming together over the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't see how they're worse than uh, Huang Zhao. I don't see them being worse than... Um, well, they're, they're probably better than the Chinese team. So better than... Um, Is it Chengdu? Yeah, Chengdu. Yeah, I guess they're in third, right? Okay. Am I See, miscounting? No. This is no, no. no, no, no. Here's right. here's one thing I can say that's good about this is that these teams are at least doing enough competitively to where it's very, yeah. you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's no obvious number one, and there's well, I guess there's probably an obvious number one and obvious number eight maybe, but there's no obvious number two through seven, <laughs> which is good, right? That means that overall we should see some competitive expansion teams. It's in. Obvious number one. I don't think so, but I just didn't want, wanted to hedge my bet. <laughs> I knew as soon as I said there's no obvious number one, I there's a fifty fifty of one of you raising your finger and telling me that there was an obvious number one. So I, I don't think. Do you think there's an obvious number one, Yuska? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's like some very competitive like top four teams. Sure. Um, I think Toronto fringes that that pack. But I think that there's there's a few teams that I'm just like, God, that team looks stacked. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we're going to go through this last one really quick. Okay. Washington, D.C. Janice confirmed DPS. Corey, Ado, and Stratus supports Fazix and Hyonu. And uh, <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. And yeah, Flex is Gita, who you may notice we just discussed as being a rumor for Flex for Toronto. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. We don't really know where he's going, but he's probably going somewhere. Given that, is this, a, I mean, you know, Yiska, tell me where you think this, uh, the, the direction of this team goes. And this is a team that has been plagued, by the way, by a, a lot of, uh, we'll just call them speed bumps obstacles and you know sure uh as far as getting together a coaching staff uh developing good pr regarding how they're signing their players and their coaches and you know budgetary issues 
there's been a lot going on there. Given all that, though, what do you think of the overall direction of the players and uh, staff that we've seen from DC so far? <clears throat> okay. The question I have with this team is, is can a hybrid roster, especially with an A players, play perfect Overwatch? What do I mean by this? Okay, so Wizard Young, obviously formerly part of NYXL, then went like, uh, quit the NYXL, by the way, wasn't head coach. That was Pavane or Pe well, however you pronounce that name. Um, and obviously he had quite a mystique about him, the database and whatever. That's all fine. Um, we sort of need to stress test empirically what he can bring to the table. Now, another thing I know is that strategically, or that was uh, reported to me, that Wizard Young likes to play perfect Overwatch. And what, by, what I mean by this is that it's very something... So definitely it involves sometimes dive. It depends on the meta, obviously, but mm -hmm. um, he has a, a, an idea of what perfect overwatch looks like and then he tries to get the team there now a team for instance like the philadelphia fusion didn't play perfect overwatch but they still got to the final why yeah. because they knew how to play the full range they knew how to play cheese how to play offbeat how to play certain different strategies how to play very good overwatch not sure about perfect overwatch um, and that flexibility sort of brought them into the final, I think. They also second-guessed um, a lot of concepts. Now, I didn't see much of that of NYXL, and arguably it was the case that adhering to that perfect Overwatch idea is what cost them Stage 4, as well as the playoffs. Now, with all that said, of course someone can change one's approach and try to go for the more effective stuff that's that remains to be seen that's also up to wizard young does he does he care about having the highest win percentage or does he care about inventing what we in the future will know as overwatch like mm. you know at some point in every game's life uh lifetime there's like a strategical approach that just puts it where this strategic approach becomes such a staple it's almost meta-independent, and it's just, it revolutionizes the way we think of Overwatch. And that thing is so skillful in how all the pieces uh, fall together that it almost always works if executed well, despite being phased out by the meta. If Overwatch is indeed such a game, and for instance, for... Like, let's say, let's substantiate this a little bit. For instance, in World of Warcraft Arena, there was always RMP. Sure. Right? It's like a, like a beautiful uh, setup roster mm -hmm. that if played at the highest level. And once again, like individually, these were the, probably the four uh, most demanding classes at the time. That was true. Um, the highest skill players played them. They dedicated the most time over the seasons. If all this comes together, then this works, right? Mm. Same, for instance, uh, what would you say? I think uh, Bisu, 
back in Brood War, I mean, his title is the revolutionist. He developed a, a brand new way to play PBZ where he would, um, I want to say he was big on reaver drops. I won't get into that. It's it's a it's a strategy, but he mm-hmm. was big on like Corsair DT to harass the Zerg and, and really kind of keep them down, keep them forced back, stop mm-hmm. the, the map control that was so dominant. If I'm to understand this correctly, maybe, um you know, somebody who's a yeah. little bit more... Uh, well read in terms of brood war could do that but you know like lane swapping in league Mm -hmm. it was so it was so you know strange to the to the eye yeah exactly big nerd alert alert. (laughs) okay but go ahead ahead. i don't want to real quick right okay let's get this now to the team sure i think ado must have passed a huge paycheck to if he indeed decided to be on dc why would someone do that? Probably to be the star player mm-hmm. on a team that has a lot of put- potential um, and under a great coach, potentially great coach. We don't know yet. Sure. So I can definitely see Addo being a star player, a top five player for a playoff team. He's the one almost unquestionable player mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. me on that roster. Um, Keanu is super weird. I don't think you will find a lot of Korean contenders expert that will sing high praises for him. And that always makes me wonder, like, I don't like to, to overvalue scrim performance, how you scrim in trials and whatever. I we like talked about this for a half an hour last week, by the way. <laughs> right. So, yeah, be careful. Yeah. So that's, that's all fine, Danny. Fazix, interesting. Guido once again linked to that. I think Guido is someone that you can probably mold into something once again, possibly. I don't think he's an absolute lost cause. And then Corey and Stratus, I have to confess, I don't know too much about them. Yeah. Um, Gladiators, Legion, and let me look up Stratus real fast. Stratus? uh... NRG, formerly. DPS player. I don't know. Uh Rockets. Yeah. Prestige worldwide. Won a bunch of weekly and minor tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, we're not the most qualified to to judge them. We we could very well be sleeping on them, but yeah. I love sleeping on to, players. Yeah, sure. I'm I'd be totally fine with this team being you know being super wrong. And again, I don't want to hijack Giska Giska's uh turn. So please continue. No, I I think in general it's just that this might be the dark horse of the Overwatch League season two. Yeah, it's possible. You know, if Wizard Young takes the True Sayer drug and he just opens his third eye and can predict, you know, and he he has that that very clairvoyant vision of what the future of Overwatch is, and if he can actually become the architect to build that. It's possible, you know, I, I'm not out of that. I'm not too proud to say that, you know, there's somebody out there that could do that. I just have to I really have to see from what I see right now. I am not impressed. This would probably be one of the lowest teams anywhere from six to eight. They kind of this is this is my I think to to to, to answer Katie's question, it's Paris Chengdu DC anywhere in that lower middle of the pack for me. This is that's, something that's... this is something for me where you know you go kind of like you know 
put your family's lives on the line and, you know, choose mm-hmm. one through eight here, and I choose one through eight. <laughs> like, I, I just, I honestly can't. This is easily a team that I, I think Colder is saying in chat here. It's like they could be the Boston of season two in the Possible. sense that they could. Hmm. Holy crap, could this team come up and surprise you? And you can totally play Moneyball with this team. Mm -hmm. At the same time, (laughs) I'm going to create a straw man here. Uh, Name me three Americans and three Koreans who have done well in competitive esports on the same team, and you'll find zero. Like, I just don't don't know how, how great that is of a... To be fair, I think Janice speaks. He speaks a lot of English, right? Yeah, I think he's he's at least conversational. Yeah. So, given giving the thoughts, you know, giving that, like, I just, I, I'm not. This is like a TBD. Yeah. Like, let's just do one through seven and a TBD on this one for me because I, mm-hmm. I just am really not ready to say. And number, I want to love Washington. Like my, I have a few personal bias. Number one, I want to love DC. I really do. Um, I also, you know, really, mm, no, six through eight. Never mind. I don't. Nope, six through eight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is how. This is how easily. I am swayed How easily on this you're one. Swayed. Like somebody give me five dollars and I'll tell you that this will be the number one team. Yeah, right. Sub Where will right they now. land in the season? Sub right now. Twitch. Seasonal. Fifteen. I. That's another. That's another one. It could be anywhere from two two to nineteen. No. I'm just kidding. Don't worry. I'm just kidding. I'd say like six to fifteen. I think I think <laughs> so much have, better. By the way, I know it, <laughs> it 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 narrows the gap, but it explains like the the volatility question. It's like I don't see how this team comes together. There's I no worry the that there's no. no. Worse. And again, we have this is only what six players, seven players unofficially announced. What does the rest of the roster look like? I, mm. I really think the the language barrier it limits teams. It does. I'm sorry. Like Here, you can work through it. I, 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 I am fully on board with working through a language barrier, but at a certain point, you're going to hit a threshold of how far the team can progress. Here, here's where we bring in the qualifiers. Again, mm-hmm. I just need to remind everyone. Number one, these are all almost all rumors. Janice is confirmed. Yeah. yeah. But so almost every single player yeah. that we discussed are rumors by people who leak, but are have a pretty good track record. Pretty, pretty, pretty. We good. we need stuff to talk about. You're welcome for entertaining you on this Monday afternoon with mm-hmm. uh, leaks on a te- on a league that doesn't start until February. We can just not start until February if yeah, you yeah. want, or we can talk about it yes. now. But it's going to be yeah. a lot of speculation. Yeah. So number and one, by the way, yeah. nobody at me when the Overwatch League is done and the final settings are in. You're like a year ago, you said <laughs> that, no, no promises. By the way, actually, I'm like, going to go ahead and say yes. At us. Yeah, please at me. Mainly Yiska. Just at Yiska. Because you, you all should be adding me one. in the first place because I was the first person to say the flood was nuts. Look at his look Wikipedia page and tell me how many articles I've written. Here's about the him. thing though, chat, here's here is the deal though. If we are right, you also have to add us. 
Yeah, exactly. And call us the so prophets of Overwatch. No, don't at me either. At no, me. no, 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 no. I'm a monkey no, no, here. No, no. I don't have any idea what I'm <laughs> talking about. I don't want to be added for something like this. This is nuts. <laughs> 48. How many Twitter videos are you going to post? 45. All right. That'll be the clip for Twitter next week. Thank you. Don't ask. Don't at me. I'm a monkey. That's all. That's all I want people to see on Twitter this week. Uh, but there's this is speculation. This is fun conversation. Yes. This is taking yes. a look at what we know about individual players. This is recording all the conversations we have behind closed doors, anyways. True. <laughs> yeah, We're just saying true. what y'all are thinking. Just trying to get YouTube views from it. <laughs> well, I mean, come on now. Mm, no, look, I think look. there's value in just, you know, putting the, the temperature, like the... Yeah. What's, what's the thing called? Give me the English word that you put, like, in a... Thermometer. In a roast. Thermometer. Yeah, thermometer to check, like, is the roast nice? Yeah, okay, this yeah. roast is a little bit nicer than this one right the now. Roast. And then when Do we get ever... it out of the oven, then we can... See, it's burnt. Do you ever put the thermometer, Joe, in a roast before it's been put in the oven? And no, then during the oven, nice. when we take it out, no, he's, he's testing the temperature and to make sure it's done. Do you call it nice? Is nice yeah, a word go, that we I go, use? I go. That's nice. Nice. That's a nice. <laughs> a nice a turkey. Fair enough. So, just to recap here for a second. In Italian, thanks. At- Atlanta. Uh, middle of the pack? Is that where we put them? Middle of the pack? Volatilely middle of the pack, yeah. Mm. Paris. Bottom. Lower middle. Of the pack. Six to eight. Yes. Toronto. One to eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Volatilely upper middle of the pack. Yep. Washington, D.C. Lower. Good middle. luck next season. <laughs> Like, we'll be rooting for you no matter what. Depends, depends. Volatility. Volatility, yeah, exactly. Could be, could be explosive. Again, speculation. From what we know, lower. I have to apologize to uh, everybody in chat and people on Twitter who sent us questions that we're not going to be able to answer on this show. We'll do, we'll do closing. We'll do after hours. We're going to, we're going to do a post show. Yeah, we'll do and talk about these a little bit. We don't have anything to do. This is what we well, do I mean, in our lives. Calm down, chat. We got a whole nother week. Yeah, next week we'll get the rest of the Atlanta This is teams. not the final episode. Teams. You think we're done? Come this on This is now. not the final episode. We've got four months until Overwatch League even starts. And once the Overwatch League starts, man, this show's going to be lit. We'll probably do this again. Week this before. Be, this show's going to be lit. Uh, uh, but so I apologize if you do not let the fact that we didn't answer a whole lot of questions during this show deter you from sending us questions. Yeah, don't for no, the show. Once I get off the show, I'm sure if I do have questions, uh, you know, banter life. Thank you for the continuous questions. I know we didn't answer a yeah. whole lot of them. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing that, though. Anyway, I really appreciate it. I want to go through and answer as many of your questions as possible. Yes, this is not going to happen show. today. Yeah, it's just not going to happen during the episode. Yes. Thank you guys for doing that. Uh, if you have questions for the show, tweet us at OWL Daily Show or tag any, any one of us, Yiska out, Volamel, Kick Tripod, tag us. Uh, shoot out, Yiska, you've got a Discord server now. Um, it does. That's like the new hotspot. 
It is. That's where all the babes are. If the babes are smart people in Overwatch, that's where all the babes are. So uh, make sure to. <laughs> I love the face he's making right now. He's like, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. All right. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, all these people are just very sophisticated. Coat. Oh my. <laughs> we did. We I'd like to keep it that way. Yeah. It's a shame, please. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah. So uh, you know, there's lots of places to get in contact with us. We're not shy. So uh, tell us topics you want us to discuss. Questions you have. Um, we, we will do our best. I promise you we're doing our best to answer those questions. Just sometimes the big topics outweigh those questions in the moment. But we get to them. We get to them. We get them. It's also like we, we are just so stuck in the moment, right? Yeah. yeah. This is a determinism boys, right? Should I finish it off with a limerick? By Maurice Ehair? Yes. Okay. Maurice Ehair. Um, there there was a young man who said, damn, it is dawned upon me that I am a creature that moves in predestinate grooves. I'm not even a bus, I'm a tram. And that's why we can't help it. Alrighty, boys, that's the show. Thanks for coming. <laughs>